not that bad. It's really like, it's like the movie that Ray wanted us to watch with Mahershala Ali about like mm-hmm. mortality. That was like the whole point of the game, like your mortality and you're trying to get over what the normative, like pretty much us living in LA, be, making past that, I made it past 21, I can live type of thing. Mm. So there is like, and there's lore from the tabletop game that made it into the video game. <laughs> you're like, God damn it, now I gotta stop walking in traffic, I'm 22. <laughs> Like, um, the creator, Mike Pondsmith, said, um, he's like, oh. ah, there's Jason. Oh, now we're, now we're, cooking with, now we're cooking with onions. Sorry, I was late. I had to get tacos. It's okay, I have, I have fried chicken. All right, um, uh, let me, let me finish this out then. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Pondsmith came out and said, and even started CD Project Red actually confirmed it. They said, anyone who played the tabletop game, Keanu Reeves' character... It's a piece supposed to die in this part of the game where he successfully did a mission. In the tabletop game, his character dies from the get-go. And your players, the players have to like work around that his character dies. He said in this game, he's like, are you sure you believe everything he says when he says it? Is, is, is from his point of view. So it's now making people who play the tabletop game go out and buy Cyberpunk 27.7 and be like, oh shit, this is probably from his point of view what he think was a successful mission, which is also backing up now the sales for Red in uh, 2020. <laughs> so it's like... All I'm going to say is I will, I will give you this. I will absolutely give you that on Cyberpunk because that sounds awesome, right? Right. But I'm going to say that officially you can never give me shit ever again about telling you that you need supplemental reading material for a video game context. And yes, I am talking about Destiny. I know it was worse with the Destiny, but I'm just saying you can never give me shit about the fact that supplemental context outside of a game in like a reading format helps a lot. Have I ever gave you shit? Yes, yes, you have for Destiny constantly 100%. and for other games constantly. Because we played it at the same time. I have sh- I've given Destiny no, shit. No, it's not no. because it's the same time. It's because now you time. played it. Now it's a game you care about, not a game that I care about. That's okay. the only difference. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the Space Island Collective. I'm your host, Desmond Desi is Dead Robinson. We have a full house tonight, and we're back after uh, a force two week break because of technical difficulties on my end not the groups and mine speaking of technical difficulties we are having a crazy ass lightning storm at the moment so if i drop out it's just my wi-fi dying right um i will be back very quickly no i just need to disconnect from my wi-fi just in case it happens as is tradition with the podcast at this point we are all recording where we can from our homes in different conditions and we just got to roll with the punches kind of in the same way that we hope that you guys do. So thank you for listening, everybody who does. And all the subscribers who have been coming in. Like, we see you guys. You guys have been fucking, like, like listening recurringly and actually adding the podcast on your playlist. Please keep doing that. Share us. Uh, we love you guys. Yep. And if you hear police sirens on Chris's and somebody <clears throat> fucked up. That's because they fucking found me. <laughs> 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 God damn it, who leaked my IP address? After years of running. 
<laughs> but that <laughs> that early snippet that you heard me and Christian talk about, uh, this is this part of the uh, podcast is part one of two. That little snippet you got, we're going to go more in deep next episode. Um, what's up with media culture and later? Um, of, of late, Marvel's been in a slump. Um, gaming companies is getting dragged, is still getting dragged, despite games basically trying to fix what they broke or what they didn't fix before release. It's uh, like they're trying to fix all the things that they keep breaking on purpose. Um, we'll get more in depth in that um, next week, including uh, Marvel released a ton of shit. And, you better talk about the fucking like, DC thing. Oh, and I think we should get that out the way this episode because this is so fresh. Um, but we'll get that. It's in so episode. fresh, and it, it just fucking infuriates me, especially because I just started reading like DC comic stuff more in depth. Yeah. But um, let's get with the rigmarole. On this episode, we have the onion eating tacos. Hey. We have the clumsy baker, Benita Lavario. Drinking a mimosa. Ooh, fancy. We we have fancy nice. Benny tonight. The mimosa I'll fry. join you, Benny. I got Tanqueray. I'll I'll make some. Oh, we got Yeah, the, do it. We have the Tanqueray Draker, the Debalama Rider. Hey. And making their appearances on this podcast. We have Quantum Limits. Yo, yo, yo. We have Leaf with the big ass box of Cheez Its. <laughs> the Leaf is the box of Cheez Its at the moment, as they will be right back. Ah, yeah, that, now it's, now, and now the it's... extra toasty ones, too, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> Ooh. And sitting in the pool of darkness, Underworld Ozzy. Hey. <laughs> Curling out of the depths. I could, I, could imagine, I could imagine most likely Oz's reaction would be something along the lines of, like. Yeah. And if it's not that, fight me about it. I love you. <laughs> As always, you can listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Those who have been following us on Spotify, thank you. We just recently had 48 subscribers. No, 49. I think, wait, no, 49. I think I said 49, right? Yes. We're at 49. We're almost at 50. I know people are like, you celebrating 49 subscribers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll say this. Me and Benny were doing podcasts before Spotify and SoundCloud was a thing. So it was a lot harder to get your stuff out there, I'm imagining. That and we have more subscribers now than we did as Nerds Against the World. Hey. So I will celebrate the fact that we have 49 subscribers. So and when we hit 50, I'm going to even celebrate more. <laughs> yo, yo, we got we to gotta start like a YouTube counter. And then just keep it going until that 50th person comes in. <laughs> oh my god. You know, I wouldn't... I, more like by this point, I'm doing that already. Looking at like how many subscribers we've got, how many listeners we've got. But um, because of the two-week break, we have an all-new Black Hole Tangents episode coming up this week. Um, the topic was what? If you remember. Uh. I'll be honest, man. I don't... <laughs> you don't remember? You're not only asking me to herd the cat, you're asking me to give it a bath. I think it was unearned unearned redemption. Thank you. Unearned That's what it was. Thank you very much, Benny. So yeah. much better on the mind thing than I am. I mean, what's it called? Thinking. 
coming this Friday in Black Hole. Is this why I keep a document with the dates of when we record? So, because my brain, my brain. Right. <laughs> my brain's it. made mush. <laughs> Look for that episode uh, coming up soon. And if it's already, if you listen to this like a week ago, it's already up on the, on the podcast feed. But anywho, first topic. We're just going to get it out the way because we know it's going to be the longest. Our fellow onion finally finished. Our flag means death. So we have inducted another member into the cult. Yes, we did. Yes. Sorry, I'm eating tacos. Hang on. Give me a second. Uh, you want me to talk, I have you, opinions. You want us to talk about Batgirl, then get her into fly, our flag means death? So we have something else. Um, well. Okay. I have we'll to you back in. my live blogging from Discord when I was watching it. Yes, because yeah. we'll, we'll it do, sums it up so well. Okay, we'll do. We'll do. So a, excited. We'll do a quick talk about Batgirl. I lived for that thread. Um, I could also interject real quick, mm-hmm. just to let you guys know. Um, this is. I just I tried it today, so I just want to tell you guys um, that stupid viral TikTok cinnamon roll recipe thing with the grands. Oh is yeah, legit, and you guys should really fucking try it. <laughs> Really? You, you all in your TikTok uh, recipes. Of course, like, I, of course you would try that. <laughs> I hate, well, because I hate making cinnamon rolls. I love cinnamon rolls, mm-hmm. but, like, making cinnamon rolls are so fucking time-consuming because, you know, it's a yeasted dough, so then you gotta let it rise, and then sometimes it doesn't rise because then the yeast isn't, like, alive and bubbling, and it's a fucking pain in the ass, and it's a very involved process. Yes. So when someone gives me a hack that I can turn, like, store-bought shit into, like, Gourmet tasting stuff, mm-hmm. absolutely gonna do it. So, just FYI for everyone listening right now, fucking try. Leaf, you have that. Time. Why do why do I want to try making like a yeast based bread, and just play um, a bunch of Hamilton in the background to inspire it to rise up? Leaf, please save us. That's awful. I hate it. <laughs> I was just gonna ask, could I please see that TikTok? I think I would like to try that recipe. Oh my god, I will send it. Give me, give me a moment. Please do. I will send it. I will send it. Pillsbury Grands, you are the best. Not sponsored. Once you, but anyway. not sponsored. Once you add more, once you add more stuff to it. Uh, Whenever we're ready, I'm I'm good to go on my opinion. Ready? Oh, oh. my opinion is loaded. So, I, for reference, I watched up to episode I watched through episode 5 like all in one go and then I stopped for like two weeks because I got scared of finishing it and I finished it a couple days ago so most of this commentary is from episode 6 through 10 because that's when it really kicks off apparently yeah you stopped right literally at the drop off point (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um, starting with episode uh, six. The first thing I said about it was, I'm so glad Izzy is gone. And that was immediately followed by, oh, wait, he's still here, slash face. Never mind. <clears throat> and I think that sums up how I feel about his whole character so well. He's just a pretentious <laughs> douchebag, and I can't fucking stand him. He just He's just there to, to cock block Ed. That's like his whole thing. He's awful. Okay. Have, Everyone agrees. Yeah. We talked about this in, like, a previous episode, but, like, uh, someone on 
I can't even more than likely TikTok. Um, was like he's like the new Snape. So like how the Harry yes. Potter movies That's like so because the actor does such a good job of like <laughs> being just so personable and charismatic. You're like, oh yeah, no, he's good. He's good. He's fine. Um, I did. I did also get the oranges reference. For those that don't know, in our D and D game, we have a pirate ship, and this whole big thing was made about putting oranges on the ship. And I didn't understand the reference at the time. And I finally watched through the episode where they talk about the oranges and and they go through the whole scurvy thing, uh, which is always fun. Um, at the same time, I. I said my inner monologue had a pirate accent, which is very true. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's just a me thing. I know some people don't have inner monologues, which is fucking weird. I don't know how y'all live your life like that. But, um... <laughs> Yo, why you gotta call out like that? <laughs> like, I just... Okay, so listen, I, I have the exact opposite brain fucky thing, where I, I have uh, aphantasia, so I don't see images in my head. I only have my inner monologue. Mm. So... I, I have the direct opposite of brain fucking shit. That makes more sense. Have, what does it mean so, if you have both? Like, if you, if you have both of them, you're just a normal person, I guess. Is it I think okay. the standard. I don't know. This is, like, this is exactly like that conversation that we had that ends up becoming like, did you know that people have so many differences, but nobody realizes it because most people assume it's just common? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, branching off. Um, oh, so for those that don't know, I'm a proud Floridian. I I am born and raised in Florida, um, and I I love I absolutely adore that Jim is in fact just a Florida man, um, <laughs> or, or or as we put it, a Florida Jim because Jim is gender in their own right. Yep. Um, yep. Well, Jim is vengeance. Jim. Revenge is what you said. Jim is best served cold. Jim Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the same Jim Pussy, but you know what? <laughs> I love how that's applicable even here. Okay, so. Would it be like, re- like revenge, like Revussy? Revussy. <laughs> This is so cursed. This this is where my my comments really kicked off. Um, <laughs> it wasn't even there. <laughs> Not it. It gets better. The, this is there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven messages in rapid sequence. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Uh, I love the vicious leather daddy that's secretly a softy slash clueless idiot dynamic between Ed and Seed. It's my favorite thing on the planet. That is one of my, like, top ten romantic tropes. It's It won me over from the start. Uh, oh, and it's gay. It's gay, so it's automatically, like, a million times better. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, that's the best part about our flag means death, in my opinion, is that it's just gay. Yeah, like it. The not the about being gay. Is, like, it's just subplot. gay. Like the main plot is that they're pirates, and this, mm-hmm. like, 
you know, it, it, it just... The okay, fact okay. that there was just no baiting. It makes like, me feel seen. So I, didn't... What you, I have a question. So <laughs> then, knowing all that context, how did you feel about Calico Jack and his injection into the story? Huh? The huh. fucking harlot. <laughs> oh my god. They're pirates with fashion. Right. Well, <laughs> he's like, oh yeah. I just love that he looks like he he's stepped out of heart. like the 1860s, like <laughs> from like Arizona. Just like some podunk western town in Arizona, and he just strolls up. Like that was his whole aesthetic. Yeah. And see, that's the funny thing too, because it's like obviously they're like fucky with the time period. They don't need to be accurate with it, but. Like, uh, there could have been a time in, like, the eight between the 1860s and the 1880s where, like, a old Victorian, like, old English Victorian gentleman, a, a, uh, like, samurai from Japan, a, uh, pirate captain, like, in the Caribbean, and a old Western cowboy could have all, like, been in some place at the same time. I love that so much. Because that's all around the same time period. Yeah. Yep. Red Dead, I think Red Dead 2 touched on that a little bit. Right? <coughs> it's like it's like its own d d adventuring party, and yes, I've seen the tone. <coughs> I love that. <laughs> Another thing about Our Flag Means Death that I... That this came to me after finishing the show. I read a Tumblr post because um, my... Tumblr dashboard has... I've made the shift now. Like, I'm in the transition between the Steve Harrington, Eddie Munson side of Tumblr into the Edward Teach, Steve Bonnet side of Tumblr. Okay, but, like, this leads me to, like, the best thing... How... How... Like, I didn't have the fact that, like, the two biggest ships of 2022 so far would both be fucking steady. Like... (laughs) It's great! I love it it so much! Like, the best fucking thing ever because yeah literally just all my shit is like our flag means death stranger things our flag means death stranger things and i'm just like this is heaven okay i I literally just have to follow the one tag on tumblr and i get both it's beautiful fantastic it's just okay sorry anyway (laughs) i've been retweeting uh old miyazaki movies seeing two yeah it's fucking Jesus. speaking of Tumblr, I I got a Tumblr. Well, I, was, I just can I say I appreciate that you were just like the token straight of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we love you very much. We love you very much, but absolutely you are the token straight. That is a first. The, the token straight guy. This, this is like I've been a to- I've been a lot of token things, but never this token straight guy. Yeah, I, I, heard, <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard token black man. I heard, uh, I heard a lot of things, but token straight man. That's a you know that's gonna be my title for the um, credits of the podcast. Token straight oh, guy. Hell yeah. Token straight guy. Yeah. We we it with so much love, guys. Oh no no, it's good. We roast you so much, but we love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's roasted with love. Continue. Yeah, I Tumblr post. I 
came across this Tumblr post. It was heart wrenching to read. I'm gonna be honest, but it was talking about um, how Deed's boat was very clearly built for a family to be on, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. he had intended for it to be, you know, his wife and kids. Yep, and it's really cool how he still ended up spending his time on that ship with family, just family that he made elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like you know, like the found family trope, and it yeah. it hit me right in my honey nut filios. Yep, it was <laughs> awful. Um, so, okay, so I want to just ask this question because obviously, in one of my numerous rewatches, um, you know, you just pick up all the details. I know, um, right? Because so like rewatch of context. What do you think about the fact that like? When Ed and Steed first met, and then Steed, like, they're talking about, like, their legacy and, like, whatever, and then Steed just gestures wildly to everything in the room. He's like, I'd give this all up to, you know, be like you. And then at the very end of the show, everything then gets thrown out. So it's literally, like, he's now giving everything back Mm -hmm. up again. So now, like, I can't wait for them to, like, build that shit back up so it's like everything of their own. That's at least in my head canon. Um, I don't know about anybody else's. It's just a cute little thing. Anyway, sorry. I hadn't thought about it like that and now I'm like I'm like, man, I don't want to water down the ketchup I'm using right now to eat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I love our flag memes that's so much. It's it's great. It's beautiful. It is. It's like one of the greatest shows I've ever seen on TV, and never it, expected we'd get something like it. Yeah, it has literally ruined television for me. The only thing I have been able to find interest in watching since I finished Our Flag Means Death is this dude that builds coffee tables on YouTube. It's you just should, you should watch um, what we do in the shadows. What platform is it on? Hulu. Hulu? Okay. Hang on. Because it is also also written by percent. It's basically our flag means death, but vampires. Yeah. So (gasps) I do recommend watching the movie. Better. And then watching the TV show. I gotta log into And the movie movie is Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. So yeah, the movie's... Take away to you, Jermaine Clement. The show is mostly Jermaine Clement and the writers. Like, Take away TV is still there to be like produced, but like he's sort of just like. But the humor style is still there. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. But and yeah, honestly, it's like, the more... absolutely like the you're more... gonna love every fucking character. Oh yeah. On that fucking show, in the fucking movie, like. Ugh. And if you're thinking, and if you're thinking how much you love, like the idea of what, what, how normalized the like gay is in our flag means death. It, it wasn't until I read a couple more articles about it and really started comparing it, the two where I really do now believe um, what we do in the shadows walked so that our flag means death could run. Mhm. Oh my god. Mhm. I agree. I have been loving to log into Hulu, but I cannot for the life of me remember this log. There's there's four seasons too, so you're welcome. 
I'm like, is anyone else caught up in the seasons? Yeah, almost, is it just me? Almost. God damn it, okay. Almost. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't started. I haven't finished the movie. Um, I haven't started the series yet. But, like, when David Jenkins released the picture of, like, the first page of mm-hmm. the script for season, episode one, season two being done. Yep. And just, like, all of the fans editing it to make it, like, whatever. Like, oh my god, I haven't seen that. Idol. There's one. I think one of my favorites was like Lucius Spriggs to Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> but you should. Didn't David like... Jenkins also be like R.I.P. Like Lucius? He or did. A motherfucker. He's gonna. He is gonna be. I swear to God, he's just gonna Can be I... milking that chick for the next year and but... just. Can I? Can I admit something though? When like that, I felt when I read that. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, I, like I'm I'm not gonna imagine what it's like, what it feels like, but to me that feels and sounds so much like when we're playing D and D, and the whole time up until this last session for like now over a month, where I was like, "Yep, mouse is dead. Mm-hmm. Fuck, mouse is dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, our shit's gonna suck. Fuck, man. What are you guys gonna do? Mouse is dead." Mm-hmm. And as soon as I read that, of like R.I.P. Lucius, I was like, "This is a creator having so much fun mm-hmm. with what he's made and knowing, <laughs> like this is." Because yeah, did you like, see like let the... him have his fun? Let him have his reply, fun. <laughs> the first reply underneath that fucking thread was only reply to this if Lucius is dead, and he just replies, "Suck." <laughs> like this motherfucker. Oof. He what, is. What, what? Oh. Name? Damn. Hmm? What, what was that, oh, what we do in the shadows. They really, the audience, they really did. Thank you. Went on Hulu. So, yeah, okay, but for real, though, you do have to watch the movie first. That I actually is... haven't seen the movie. Okay, you technically don't have to, but Reese Darby plays a werewolf in it, so you do need to watch it. Like, Wait, what? Yes. Yeah, he plays okay, a now I need to watch it. Now I need to watch it. I mean, I needed to watch it before. I'm just saying now. Also, I need to watch you have it to more. watch it for Stu. Like, oh my god, have you not seen like the out like our flag means death fandom? Like, get all excited anytime fucking Stu is mentioned. Hmm. I mean, the what we do in the shadows. Sorry, I just see didn't... now I'm getting the fandoms flipped. It's see? fine. See? It's it's like one of those like Venn diagrams that's a circle at this point. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But anyway, I do recommend watching the movie first. It is not necessary, but it does make certain episodes of the TV show so much better. And the cameo. I still, I still think my favorite like cameo moment was 100% like in, I, I don't remember if it was season one or two, but when they first end up in the um, Vampiric Council's chambers and it's like Tilda Swinton. Oh, mm-hmm. And they get like freaking Wesley Snipes on Skype. Yeah, Dude, I, I saw that all the mind. vampires, all the vampires, which also if you guys haven't seen the Tilda Swinton vampire movie, that name is escaping me the one with only the, lovers um, only lovers left alive the one with Fucking the, do uh, it. it's amazing the one with tom it's Hiddleston? yes okay. mm-hmm. i think it's on um, hbo max 
It's really I gotta go good. check the hobo more often. Um, but yeah, just the vampire jokes. Um, obviously, Mark Hamill was a fantastic. Oh, that was such a good one. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of great performances on that show. Didn't they tweet because they want him um, in or uh, what, we do, uh, what we on the flag means death season two? You know, not, you know how cool that would be. Who would we have him play? Steed's dad. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. We already know who Steed's dad looks like. I'm just saying, like alternate reality. But um, uh... Nick Ocean Walker. Nick Ocean Walker. What? Yeah, we got it. Please let us know what. Oh, okay. So glad you finally yeah. connected those <laughs> yeah. dots. Only to his Wait, most what? famous. His, oh, only the biggest role he's ever been known for. Think about ever. it. Nick Ocean Walker. Think about it. Just say it in your head and think Mark Hamill. Think about it. What other Walker oh, no. character? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Don't like it when it's on your on, on the foot now, huh? No, that's funny. No, I'm saying god damn it because I was like, wow, I didn't connect that. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it, it was literally that let me stop, think before I say anything. Okay, there we go. Still want Sam Neill as Horny Gold. Like, just... So, um, that's it. That's like my perfect casting. So they will be pulling from like actual like pirates of that history for season two. That is like the, the craziest thing. I doubt I they're gonna said. start. I doubt they're gonna like all of a sudden choose to go historical accuracy. Not like historical, no. actually, like picking pirates from that era and just like you know, like I oh. did for um, like for uh, not, not, I was gonna say Rashida Jones, no, Leslie Jones, oh. like yeah, the flip. Yeah. Well, because yeah. like, they they mentioned Horn of Gold in the TV show, so I'm just saying, like, my perfect casting for him would be Sam Neill, just because. That would be really cool. Yeah. And reading from Hunt for the Wilder People, I, I put, I definitely put on HBO Max. I need to watch that. I started, um, I just started watching, um, Star Trek. Thor movies. Why do I feel like Our Flag Means Death could get away with having, like, the pirate Muppets? A hundred percent. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, the mm -hmm. specific one where they were all dressed as pirates and shit. <laughs> like, what do I feel like they could get away with that? I know it's not that kind of show, I'm just saying. <laughs> but see, now we just have, like, every time I watch, like, Our Flag Meets Death, I then immediately just have that urge to watch Muppet Treasure, <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. Because like, it's just, again, same same energy. Same energy. Wait, are Muppets inherently gay? I could like tell you, gay I mean, energy. Yo, this one may get me in trouble. Predator. There's so much gay undertones with all the dudes in that movie I'm watching. Oh, every single action movie like, in the 80s that was all high octane, high testosterone that, is inherently uh, kind of gay. When Carl Weathers <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger held on that famous yeah. armor, like I was like, that's a little <laughs> bit like... Dylan, you son of a bitch. I love you. What? Let's kill this thing. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, kill this thing. Or, um, or the fact that they have like a 45 second handshake yeah. just staring into each other's eyes. Mm -hmm. Yo, like, think, 
think about one of the most manly movies that like people like like people above a certain age will always talk about especially now because the new one's out top gun right like oh let's God, say every- that fucking teeth Early bite that teeth bite that like does in that movie mm-hmm. you're like no dude. like like the like you could look at the entire thing as a as a like metaphor for someone coming to terms with them actually being gay and just so you guys know the new movie is very good and still really gay nice so just his name rooster Rooster. it's fucking rooster which i was like okay okay i mean Mm -hmm. that's not even trying Mm -hmm. to hide how gay it is right Literally, I don't even really want to call it a sequel, even though it is a sequel, because it's it's literally just like it's it's just a copy paste of the first movie. Like it's it's just very much a remake of the first movie. Yeah. Um. Was, how the fuck did you already have a Tumblr post of our flag means Muppet Treasure Island? Has has had that in the back pocket. Oh before. my. So long. It was it was so surprising. He blew out his mic. Oh no, he he's frozen. Yeah, his Discord fu- shit it on him. I'm just staring at it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Oh my god. Uh, anything okay, else? But so, so sorry, Jason. What do you have? They're top five favorite moments. They're all in that taco. They're all in that taco. That's okay. That's okay. Give them a moment. Um, I keep Give forgetting, a moment I keep forgetting this the tacos dude. are really good in my defense. Okay, okay, let's do it. I keep forgetting the dude who was Izzy Hands was in the. I was rewatching the Batman. And I was like, "There's fucking Izzy Hands again as a fucking lieutenant." Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. What are you? I mean, I am about? so glad he's having his moment because he's just he's been that hardworking like. I don't want to say, like, side character, but he definitely has had, like, that sort of, um, I know your face, character Mm -hmm. actor energy, very much so, like, always solid work, like, fucking punching it through, just like one of those really good character actors that you're like, man, he is so good in, like, everything he does, Mm -hmm. and so I'm just, like, really glad he's having his, he's having his moment. Gordon, you really gonna trust this man over the GCPD? Yeah. (laughs) That's how he talks. Like, how is he not straining his voice every time he talks like this? He's Yo, sounds- is he Hans's like origin story? That's when he realized like black leather really like commands a presence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice, very nice. Thanks, <laughs> thanks. Top, top five moments is really hard. It's <laughs> so hard it. to pick. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, Mary and Steed's conversation Ooh, at the, the series, my favorite. where where they finally have an honest conversation for like once in their marriage. Yeah. Home to my soul. Uh, Just... Let's see. Let's see. Um. God, that's really hard. Oh, um. Plus, I just really love how like Steve says thing. Obviously, that's that's like what the whole thing builds up to. Did you think it was gonna happen? Yes. You were like, nah, they're gonna kiss by the end of this. Yeah, one (laughs) hundred percent. It had to. I was gonna be really upset if it didn't happen. 
I legit thought we were gonna be like teased on that. Like I thought they were gonna take that away, because <laughs> I expected it. I expected them to take it away, like the, every other thing. I yeah, def- I definitely expected like all the relationships in the show. It was like, oh, we'll save it for season two. No, just got it out the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank God. Um, Satisfying hmm. as hell. And again, just the fact that it was like normal, like there was no like deal made about it. It was just mm-hmm. natural. <laughs> it's great. It was yep. amazing. Um. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. He's 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 a pirate, all right. Yeah, he's a pirate. Like all the crew. That's a good one. Oh. Ooh. Um. Steed going back onto uh, back into the party and just fucking up everyone in that room. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. In defense of Ed, that one mm-hmm. that was. A1. That was a great moment. And how Ed looked was... at him, like, staring at all the chaos. <laughs> yes. Oh, my Just God. Just the fact that they were, like, highlighted by the flames. Mm-hmm. The flames of love. My it was, like... Literally, just anything between between Steed and Ed is just chef's kiss. My favorite that, from that, that, ep- that, that just fills out the rest of it. My favorite from that episode, Olawande and the other dudes doing the um, African Prince scam. Oh my yeah, god. The pyramid scheme. Oh. That was so good. Oh my god. But I, I which I know I told like both of you guys before, but Jason, I didn't tell you. So like when um the final two episodes finally aired, like mm-hmm. I was saving to watch them like after my therapy session for the week, so it was like a day after they aired. And then it ended up being, like, an extremely, like, heavy, dramatic, like, therapy session where just, you know, a lot of shit was talked about. And my therapist would always, like, end the session to be like, okay, well, tell me, like, what you're going to be doing for self-care this weekend. And I was like, I have just been in love with this fucking comedy show, Our Flag Meets Death. The last two episodes are going to air. I'm like, I'm going to watch them tonight. I'm so excited to see what happens. And hopefully it'll be able to pull me out of this funk. And then it literally just took what little bit of my heart was left and then just <laughs> ripped it out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, and then no. nobody to talk to about it because like nobody was watching it and I was like I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind if I can't talk to I anybody remember, about I, this fucking show I still remember the amount of energy that you came into like the podcast with when you were like you guys have I, to watch this and we're like yo like Benny doesn't recommend fucking anything feral. I'm <laughs> fucking feral <laughs> Oh like, like, and then we all watched it within like two or three days, and we're like, "Yo, mm-hmm. this shit's amazing." You can go back and listen to that episode. I'm so mad that really it took me ass. so long to watch it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I like, wish you, I would have watched it sooner. It's okay. It's okay. You have to binge it. Unfortunately, you're part of the crew now. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Desmond Robson. I'm the talking straight guy here. And I like <laughs> and I like our flag and stuff. Yo, I I also <laughs> love I also love the ability of like straight people who aren't like you know quote unquote with it 
to watch that show, enjoy it, but not understand any of the gay, like, subtext in anything and just be like, wait, what? Oh my god, right? Because apparently that was a thing. (laughs) I've still recommended this to, like, one of my friends, and she was like, wow, I didn't think they were gonna go gay. And I was like, what? How? How did you not... How did you not see it? I'm like, the you wear fine things well? And she's like, well, I mean, that was just really cute. It just felt like two guys, like, hyping each other up. And I'm like, no. I, I picked up what? on it when you, start, when you looked at Steve. Hey, hey, is it gay, is it gay to affirm your homie? <laughs> <laughs> With the stars twinkling in your eyes? Hey, is it gay to look at your homie, like, longingly into each other's eyes and say you wear fine things well? (laughs) (laughs) No bullshit, I actually want to hear somebody say I look good for this. Hey, is it gay to to grab your homie by the sword hand, pull him in closer, have him penetrate through your stomach and be like, it's okay, it's all about how you, it's all about how how you get stabbed? Like is oh that is that gay? <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, it took you three seasons to pick up on the Guillermo Laszlo. Okay, yeah, or not Laszlo. Sorry, Guillermo Nandor. That's true. It literally took me three seasons to understand. <laughs> I legit thought it was because he wanted to be a vampire so bad, and he respected the hell out of Nandor for it. Except, really, didn't. I straight up thought that for three seasons until all of a sudden it was like, so you're in love with him. And he's like, wait, what? And I'm like, like, wait, what? Yeah, that absolutely did hit me. I remember I was watching with Oz and I said that and Oz was like, wait, did you not know that? Okay, that was literally one of the only things I knew about that show at all before I started watching it. Literally, Christian was like, do you want to watch the show with me? And I was like, gay vampires, yeah. And he was like, yeah, gay vampires. And then he thought I was just talking about, in general, it's a pretty gay show, which it is. But I was like, no, like, they're they're gay together. Like, together. <laughs> no, but I knew I knew that, like, like Laszlo and Nandor were and stuff. I already knew that. I just didn't <laughs> specifically know about Guillermo. No, that was literally the biggest chip that I knew about before I even started watching that show. I knew about the season three finale before I knew about that show. Can't wait. I can't be wait fair. to talk about season four with you fuckers. Like- to be fair, which might actually come back to hurt me, I started watching Our Flag Means Death as it came out. Like, as it aired in season one. Wait, did you mean after like me death or what we do in the shadows? What what we do in the shadows. Okay. Okay. Did I say our flag means death? Yes. You did. Oh I meant I meant what we do in the shadows. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, point is point is I didn't get that either, so I guess I get it. I guess I get it. <laughs> Just saying, if you wanna confess your undying love to anyone, you make a beautiful glitter portrait about them. It is a glitter portrait. It is of me and you in glitter. I love it. I legit, because of that fucking show, I seriously call it creepy paper. Creepy paper's so good. 
It's just because it's so fucking funny. I think I think one of my absolute favorite things of that is like Nadja and um and uh Jeff. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Jeff fucking Jeff. Like just oh. Let's try to not super spoil too much. Move on. Where were we? Was there anything else? I don't know. Would you like to add anything else before we move on to the next topic? We have the 45 minute mark. Oh my. Um, Is there any hopes or dreams you have for season two? Hopes or dreams? Oh my god. Well, we left off on such a moment at the end of season one. Um, That reunion fucking nuts. Honestly, I I just really want to see Steed and Edward being gay with each other. Yeah. But, like, officially gay and not in that, like, weird, like, you know, mutual pining gay that mm-hmm. they were in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? I think we're probably going to get, like, five episodes of him being mad. And then, oh, like, um, like, like, the mid-season, their version of the mid-season, they'll finally get together. I also I want Ed to grow back his beard. I'm sorry, I can't I can't do beardless Ed. He looks... he'll probably he'll probably grow it back whenever they make up. That's what I'm feeling most likely. Yeah. Okay, but if you like see like Taika Waititi's um, Instagram, like you can tell he has like his beards growing in, and then so is like Reese Darby's, and I'm just gonna be like, oh my god, both of them. What if they both grew beards together? The beardy boys. Oh, our beardy, beardy bros, beardy. That would be so cute. I also like desperately want like the reunion instead of an all-out sword fight. Um, it's just a slap fight, like where they just don't really want to hit each other. And they don't really like, but it's just yeah, it's just one of those like, comedic slap fights. Why do I feel like that's how it would start? And then Izzy would be in the back like throwing swords, like use the swords, and they're just not. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just they're not. They're not, and then like the crew is just trying to throw fucking Izzy overboard because fuck that guy. Yes, fuck Izzy. And I literally, I remember messaging about how I wanted to crawl through the screen and punch him in the face myself. Mm-hmm. I want like, him to eat every single dope. one of it's his like toes. The only thought in his dumb little head is be a dick, be a dick, be a dick, be a dick on loop. That's the only thing he thinks. I cannot fucking stand that guy. No. Yeah. He gives me just that energy of, like, those micromanaging, like, douchebag managers who yes. literally so just have like, the power trip so because they're the He reminds me of the old <laughs> IT guy that made me leave my office job. Yeah, he demands respect, but he can't command respect. You yeah. Know? Yes. Yeah. He's like, you know, if you could, uh, if you could, uh, if you could loot that thing for me and, uh, plunder and pillage, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the, uh, TPS reports. <laughs> uh. Uh, Captain, I think we're running low on oranges. I think we need to get somebody out on shore. <laughs> the Tortuga pirate sheets. Uh, need to be on all of our wares before we sell them. <laughs> Tortuga pirate. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. That, that our flag means death. I love it so much. Our flag means gay angst. 
Our flag <laughs> means get gangst. So that be gangst. Gangst. Going from one sh piece of uh, I a trauma to another. Uh, <laughs> oh joy! <laughs> Is that what you're doing? You're you're like from one piece of trauma to another. Well, Do you, I need another mimosa for this. You you literally see we're in sync because I was literally gonna say that. <laughs> I'm I was, glad. I was literally gonna say that. Go from one piece of trauma to the next. Last session of our D and D game. Holy shit. Did you guys enjoy that? Did you guys have fun? No, Alright, so for the audience, we, we kicked back into our main session, and uh, we started Arc 3 officially. You know what I really had fun towards the end? The what? list of names we had for Jason to wake them up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we tried so many names and so many different, like, yo, I tried voice filters and this freaked is, people no out. <laughs> the fucked up thing, too, though, is that I even, when I felt myself getting sleepy, I even set, like, alarms on my phone, Damn. like, just in case, and I ended up sleeping through all of them, and it, it fucks me up so bad. It's think, okay. Didn't we also, like, sing a little bit of the <laughs> Chrissy Wake Up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, straight up, we were like, Jason, wake up! <laughs> <laughs> I was yelling, Ayo, Captain Crunch, get up! <laughs> like, I need to get a bowl of Captain Crunch. That probably wake them up, and just start. You know what we should do next time? You know what we should do next time? We should I use know, our like voice have filters. My phone number. You can just spam call me. Oh, that's and right. I know at least three people in our game. I believe. I forgot have I have your number. You have my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have reminded me that. <laughs> okay, but see, now you are going to have to change the ringtone to Chrissy Wake Up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Change it to the bells. Or the clock noise. <laughs> oh, shit. oh, my God. What kind of boomer-ass motherfucker even has, like, their ringer on to have a ringtone nowadays oh my god my fucking f i don't even know what my ringtone is because it has been I don't either. muted for the past i don't even know how many fucking years yeah my my phone only ever comes on like to the ringer if i'm actively passed out and i'm waiting for someone to wake me up or if i like accidentally hit it like you know like when you're not really paying attention and like if you like double click like the fucking volume or whatever or actually even then, just, like, I touch it, and then it rings, and I always get, like, that heart attack where I'm like, oh my god, is that my fucking phone? And even then, yeah, like, if I'm if I'm not asleep enough, the vibration of my phone will still wake me up. I, like, not any other vibration. I've slept through earthquakes. It's my phone, I, specifically. I set mine to, like, one of the different vibration patterns. Mine's on the, the heartbeat vibration pattern. Mm, I know I my know. alarm clock though is set to radar, which is like that really high pitched like stacked in the brain one. My phone has been on so, my, my phone has been on mute for so long. Out of curiosity, I wanted to know what was my ringtone. It was the fucking Star Trek tricorder. Ha! <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yo, okay, so so here's a real last question then. Jason, what's the last thing you remember of the session? Oh God. Um, I, I was telling people, I was like, man, I can't wait to... I was a, I was a little disappointed. I was like, I can't wait to go on TikTok and find out about when Jason fell asleep. <laughs> Take another screenshot. <laughs> um, I know Mouse 
if I remember correctly, we got Mouse back, right? Or no, Mouse was yes. in the Feywild. So you did get Mouse back. We did get Mouse back. Okay, so I do remember that correctly then. As well as Fayette. As well as Fayette, yes. Did you see anything about what happened underwater at all? I did see... I, I do remember parts of it. Like, they found the, the future thing, the dumb AI thing. Oh, okay. And, all that. okay. and they, they also picked up, like, provisions from a box or whatever. And chaos crystals. Chaos and filters. Chaos filters. Yeah. Actually, let me um, yes. let me do let me just erase the word um crystal. Uh, but I did you write down the crystals? Yes. <laughs> Want to know more? I about made it all the way up to. And I mouse. made it up to the break that we took, like the second break. I think it was. No problem. So yeah, we do need to find out about more about faded mouse. That's for sure. Are you going to wait till the next fucking session for that? Well, because that's the funny thing, too, because, like, next session... It's a two-year jump! It's a two-year jump. It's a two-year jump. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, the rest of this week... I just need someone to casually bring up in conversation to be like, Hey, remember when we, like, met two years ago, except we didn't really meet two years ago? Wink, wink. Well, because that's the thing, too. It's, like, it's also on you guys to decide whether you guys all stick together for those two years, or if you go about your own things. Oh. I know and there, up. there oh, is like... something that I think Laria does have to do alone during that two year job. Same for uh, yeah. yeah, same for Maxon. Like it's okay for people to say like, hey, we're gonna go do our own things and then we're gonna meet up in like a couple of months or whatever. Like you can all collectively make whatever story it is that you're comfortable with for your characters for those two years. But there is gonna be a two year time jump. And you don't have to know everything that happened, but at least, like, I do want to know before next session, where are your characters in two years? Yeah. But oh. what would be high school reunion equivalent in D&D? &D? Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be a high school reunion equivalent, but, I mean, it would be high school reunion-esque, but it would be like... Adventure Guild Mixer. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Advent you know what, like, maybe you guys, like, all get an invitation to a mixer at the tower or some shit and be like, hey, you know, two it's years- the motherfucking Catalina wine mixer. Like, you guys have a, a, a fucking rager party at the, at the tower every year on the anniversary of Solomon's death or some shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. I'm still mad you didn't include Catalina wine mixer. That would be good. In the game. Actually, actually, we, we was planning on having a, um... Like end of campaign, um, the the group going to like, a beach resort and getting fucked up. Yeah, we still need that. We still need that uh, that beach episode. Technically, we can come back on the beach episode or whatever and be like, "Hey, it's been two years, and we all decided that we wanted to meet up and see each other again because we've done shit, but now we're gonna all you know go on vacation or some shit." Mm -hmm. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that, that, that was Very an idea. Much. That was an idea. I'm throwing ideas out there, but that's fully on you guys throughout this week until next until next session. That was an yep. idea I brought to him, Christian, like months ago. I was like, what if we end the campaign, just the group going to like having to like, there's no combat, just and we end this campaign to just them having a fucking drunk, like leaving Las Vegas drunk. Not leaving Las Vegas, that's a bad analogy. Uh, just a drunk, <laughs> fucking, 
fucking episode where they just get fucked up and have pulling pranks on one another through the whole fucking session. You want to know the closest we got to that, and when it happened, I was like, "This is that moment." Unfortunately, not unfortunately, but like the like when that happened, I remember it happened, and I was like, "This is the last time they're gonna get any peace before the end of this session or before the end of this campaign." The uh, the cat cafe. Damn. The cat cafe. The cat. Uh, not the cat cafe. Um, a little before the cat cat. Oh no, it was just before the cat cafe. Yeah. And no, the cat cafe stuff too. No, yeah, it was. It was technically a, a little bit before the camp cat, cat cafe. It was me, Alari, and Mouse. And yeah, you girl, guys were all partying and stuff. Yeah, know, exactly. He was fighting the cultists while Vice was on a date. Yeah, and then after the cultists, you guys went out. And, and then you went to that bar. Yeah, we went to. You guys bar. went to the bar, got drunk, and you were dancing with Dura, and every and Alaria was playing music and. Like, every, like some people were up on the second floor and, like, just watching out over the... fucking octopus yeah. bartender. Mm-hmm. Like, that actually was, like, a party moment. And I was like, man, I remember thinking about that, and I'm like, they're going to hate me for the next couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I, for, for me, I like, the, I like the mystery aspect that you've been throwing us because I legit have a fucking cork, like mental corkboard now, like an actual corkboard. I know we keep saying this. Like, no, I want the actual, actual corkboard. Cork I don't. I don't have I'd a fucking. Love to see your thoughts on a corkboard. Oh my god. When I finally start working, which would be my first day walking in, would be this Friday. Congratulations. Ten thirty morning. They finally said I've been approved, so I'm gonna go in, meet meet with them, and see what they want me to do. But Desi's gonna teach. When I. Finally get a paycheck. I will get a corkboard, and I will put all my thoughts on said corkboard. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Never know. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I'm. Still, I don't know if I'm still teaching because they already started their classes. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but still, something in the capacity of like education. Yeah, um, they did say something about gallery work. Um, still, audio. Some. I'll I'll find out <laughs> Friday, but hearing the word nexus three times but over the course of like the few months like like leaf thought of it first because one it was like we heard maxine heard it first in the cat cafe because char spoke to spoke to him about it second time would be um after the fight david was kept on repeating it he was supposed to be dead nexus event third time we hear it in this futuristic spaceship I literally have Nexus event with two fucking question marks next to it. It was what also is... mentioned in the side quest whenever Ognash went to the shaman tent. So that's yep. Why do you four. only have two question marks and not three? Nah, you need to add a third question. But Maxon wouldn't have known about that one, though. Yeah, I wouldn't know about that one. Yeah, but the so players would. And the players would, technically, but yeah. So it's like, what is going Like, how does this all... Even with the, we know how much it connects in terms of Alaria and their and their lineage, in that regards. But like overall, like what does the Nexus event like actually, like what it connects us to? Right. So so think about it this way. Think about how much I made things connect for a character. And now think. Just, just think that I did something similar in that aspect of connecting everything, 
but on like a universal scale as much as i could try i'm not saying it's all it's all you know plot holeless but that's what i'm trying for cuz i'm like i think whatever it is i think that we're more likely either bring the core group back or the core group be like, you know what? Fuck that. I don't want to be near it. They'll probably be like, Dave, whatever's wrong with you, keep hope alive and just fuck off. Yo. I would more likely yo. be like, nah, I'm going to ride or die. I'm, I need to know what the hell's going on. You, you have no idea how happy I was that people were even at all interested in those audio logs. <laughs> because that took so much prep work and I tried so hard like I went through so many drafts of what I wanted those things to say so that way I could try to set up the mystery and what felt organic and I was like please for the love of god let this work and when it was like working I'm just like oh thank you yes this okay cool <laughs> yeah, we, we still like those transcripts I know I lost, like, transcripts. yes I know I need to get you the transcripts they will I, ideally I will have those transcripts for you tomorrow okay because I will put them in my google docs <laughs> yeah and I'm also working on a way to yes. I'm also working on a way to have those transcripts directly on the software in a journal area that you guys could access individually when you just log into your character okay because um, on so far on my google docs in big red lead bulb Big bold red letters. Alaria is not allowed to teach Max's daughter how to shoot. <laughs> I am absolutely going to teach your kid how to shoot. Listen, well, this has been established. You told me I couldn't, so I'm going to. I would have done it anyways because Alaria is the cool wine aunt, okay? She's the person that shows up at the family reunions. You don't even know how you're related to her, but she gives your kid an Xbox for Christmas and teaches them how to evade taxes. That's yep. me. So we we all know where Alara is going to end up after the two years. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. There you go. Let's see. That's that's that in and of itself is a very interesting like character history that can happen and exist. You could totally be like, hey, over the next two years, Alaria and and Maxon wouldn't lose contact. Alaria would in fact like try to, you know, hang out in certain ways or whatever. It totally gives me Scooby-Doo movie vibes, like when they separate and when they come back again. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> oh my god, yes. Yeah, like, wait, Daphne? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> like, they're just looking at each other all at the airport. Yo, okay, I was obsessed with that movie when I was younger. Um, but yeah, they're all at the fucking airport and shit. It's like, oh, so what have you been doing? Ah, I'm traveling around, uh, you know, doing lectures on my book. Fred on Fred, the many spaces of me. <laughs> They did the same thing in Scooby Doo um, Zombie Island, except for uh, Fred and uh, Daphne was still together. Oh my god, yeah. The Zombie Island movie is my absolute favorite. 100% the best. I remember when that first came out, when I was in high school, I was like, oh shit, they're actually dealing with real monsters. Let's go! Yo, I think my favorite one, though, was like the one uh, Space Invaders. Oh, I remember that. You remember that one? Mm -hmm. You remember the seventies hippie chick that ended up being an alien? I think it did some shit to me, man. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're on the tangent. My mom, she 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 was a big Scooby Doo fan. She had pajamas, T-shirts, all the toys, all the plush dolls, all the movies on VHS. 
like when we when she passed, we buried Yo. her with we buried her with her um her Scooby Doo um plushies she got. Damn. Like the last thing she got. That's Damn. Dedication right there. Mhm. Like Chupacabra, the Hex Sisters, Down Under, like Cyber Cyberspace. I'm, I'm I remember dead all ass. Of I'm wearing my Hex Girl pajama pants right now. Right now, I'm wearing them right now. Nice. <laughs> aren't they supposed? Aren't they supposed to get their own animated movie? I think they are. I I heard something along the lines. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I was hearing about that recently. Like I think things get that's their really own cool. Movie. Th- See, cause... Lee's got the drip. Because <laughs> great... those hex bro PJs. <laughs> I came prepared. <laughs> um, to bring us back. Um, I was t- I, good thing you broke down how we're supposed to explain the two years because I was like, uh I just, I just read now, just now delete it. Yeah, because, because Maxon's entire thing is two years revenge. Like, I'm still keep doing this other stuff. Fuck going to my family. Fuck learning about my daughter's whereabouts at the moment. I'm gonna go straight to revenge. Like, that's all you've ever written me, man. (laughs) I know. I know. And I'm just gonna retract all that. (laughs) I'm just going. It's all good. It's all good. It's still all valid, but. This is an opportunity to think about, like, what would Maxon do in downtime? It, this, Stay a while and I, listen. I would backtrack. I back when. Here's the thing, though. Oz called me out on Sunday, and we're doing it again here. I'm backtracking everything I said. <laughs> That's why I deleted my two years right here on my off my phone. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just like you know, I'm backpedal. We love you very much, Des. <laughs> you know. I'm just, eh. <laughs> there is a lot, there's a lot, because the reason that I, okay, so other than the fact that, other than the fact that I want it to feel organic in the story, mm-hmm. I really do like the idea, because these are long-haul characters, these are characters that I'm trying to get you guys as far on the level system as I can. Mm-hmm. If we can get to 20, I'll take us to 20. But ideally, it's like, okay, I'm planning for at least around 17, 18. Mm-hmm. And the idea of getting you guys forward has made me realize that, like, not only does that need to have room to breathe for your characters, but it needs to also, like, have the opportunity to make you guys invested in your characters, not just in how advanced in fighting or, like, how well they are in certain environments or against certain enemies. It's like... If these are characters that you guys theoretically are playing for a long time, because at least in my experience, like, the game I've played with my friends, I've played over two years, and I know how I felt about my character, and I'm like, shit, like, I want my character to go somewhere and be and do stuff. It's like, it's a disservice, almost, if all of level 10 to 20 takes place in less than a year. Like, like your 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 characters would organically have time to breathe and live and exist as characters as like as people in general and in like real reality and i obviously it's not real reality but like in the way that it would connect to people i think it's like well they have to have opportunity to actually not just be fighting not just be adventuring and i think the two years in that respect gives you guys time not only to regenerate as characters and reassess certain things, but it also gives you kind of like that room as your own players of like, hey, 
how would I see this kind of a situation or what would my character do if there wasn't adventuring? You know what I mean? And how does that make your character more of a full, complete thing that you guys feel satisfied with? I, um, I'm glad we had, like, these, like, already after last session when I, when I last talked about it. And I need to actually reach out to Aspen because I think this aspect of it is contention between these two characters. Mm-hmm. Aspen knows Mr. Edmund due to a traumatic, traumatic event. Right. Max knows them from like seeing like what they've been through, what he's been yeah. through, and what he inadvertently it wasn't his fault, but he still feels it's his fault, and he wants to give them a good life. So like yeah. I figured like in that two years he got them out the painting, but it's still like Max and, like I really feel like they should be living on an island where they will be protected because no one's not gonna fuck with two people who technically. Minus his brother, mm-hmm. runs a whole entire fucking island that trusts Max and Endura. Yeah. Okay, but it's like really fucking funny to think about that you couldn't get them out, and so their pictures are just hanging in your home, yeah. in your living room, on the wall. That'd be kind of morbid if you thought about it. Like I, it's I, a dark humor for sure. I was actually thinking, <laughs> I was actually thinking the opposite. Max and hanging up long envy his pants. Well, I'll I'll say uh, you know it's easy it's easier it is easy for me to say right now because there is the two year jump and we're coming back two years from last time right yeah it is easy for me to say right now that your plan of synthesizing Solomon's blood into turpentine and using that worked and will work. Like you are go are you like Maxin will get them out of the painting, and you can plan as if you did and had these moments and were able to even like see that's what I mean, like like with these two years, how what now that Maxin has saved them and taken the turpentine and and the blood and uh, like you have everything you need to save them. Assume you save them. What do you do? Reconnect with, reconnect, right off the head, right off the bat, reconnect with his wife and daughter. There you go. There you go. And you can and you can write that however you'd like. But that's what I mean. That's also the purpose of the two years. We're like next session. It really is me trying to like give us as much closure as what as possible on everything that we've done so far on the previous arcs. Like I cannot stress that enough because it's like. The two years gives you guys time to have closure on the things that have happened to you guys thus far. Yeah, because I was thinking, instead of RPing Maxon and his mother, Maxon and the person who he thinks is his mother, mm-hmm. it's better to, like, over that two years, he found found them. So when, mm-hmm. we, go, when we get back in that two years, it's not a strained relationship. It's just a, the bridge is being... Re- is, the bridge is being let, um, like built. It's still, mm-hmm. it's still like even if it was two years, it's still that time for them to like. Yeah, and it would seem not necessarily organic, but it would definitely be that thing of like, we can come back to that state of your guys's relationship two years from now instead of like you said having to RP 
the entire ye- like multiple years worth of of growth there yeah. because that's what i mean like you like your your stuff is a prime example of that where like i love it so much but if we were to play all of that out in direct time that would be the entire next 10 years we play mm-hmm. you know what i mean so there has to be time jumps like this that will allow for those things to happen in the background technically while still giving you guys the reasoning in character without having to live through multiple years in person to then have those like growths as characters and move on with the new set of challenges right quick are you putting salt on your watermelon that is why are you calling them out on that that's that's real that's a thing is that that's a that's a normal thing right that's a thing way that is not you know what we're not gonna get on my my, my picky food. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be- <laughs> I fully get it. You think that's like, weird if you haven't tried it, but I have a hundred percent seen people it, no, do that. that is the, no, oh I had, no, I had I had the same argument with my grandmother before she passed. <laughs> she literally was putting water. I was like, Grandma, you got out of the hospital from a stroke and you putting salt on your watermelon. She was like, Yo, was Boy, like- I am eighty years old and you are thirty five. You better sit there and be quiet. I was like. Miss Irene Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was the, me and my grandma's back and forth. Ah, I miss that. But, um, okay, eat your water. Uh, <laughs> I miss Ah, uh, okay. Dean, 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 Dean. I'm not trying to hear. Be, I'm not, I'm yeah, not, don't call me out on my watermelon. No, 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 no. I just, oh, I, I, just, no I just started thinking about my grandma. I'm trying to get my back, mind back. <laughs> no, it's all good. But D, but hey, the D and D aspect of that stuff. It's like I'm. I, I. We haven't even technically talked too much about what fully happened in that last session. But the idea of like putting this mystery in front of you guys, kind of directly in your face. Um, like I said. The next two years, you can even say that if you've decided to follow up on any of that stuff, that you could have. But as far as you know, unless you outright go look for certain things, like, the information you found doesn't change anything yet. Mm-hmm. It's more like that's a thing that you guys can actively choose to to look into, if not, you know, what else might happen. Who knows? That is the thing. Who's going to take the shit? Hmm? That's the thing I was also thinking. Like, if everyone, if everyone does separate, who takes the ship? Probably the sailor that just wants to be a sailor. <laughs> That's the, here's the thing. Everyone likes to be on the ship, but no one wants to be a sailor. I mean, what about the you mean the obscure dark thing? Yeah, like who, like, who your takes? Ship? I would consider like I consider as the group ship. Like Max only yeah. put like Max only put down what like two thousand of his own money where the rest. No, straight up. If nobody wanted to take the ship, straight up Dura would be like, can I have the ship? I think Dura would end up like... I mean, not Dura, Deva. Deva. Oh, Deva. As a new person watching the, uh, or spectating the game, seeing Deva freak out about, like, not dying, uh, kind of, like, confused me. I was like, huh, I wonder, like, if he knows he was supposed to die, what else, what else does he know? Yeah. That's, That's what- Alaria's older sister. Oh. That's Jason's character's older sister that was a major character in the first campaign of the game and that like whole connection wasn't revealed until like a couple months ago. Oh. Yeah. Honestly, I was going to ask was, Wasn't it kind of like also briefly mentioned that um 
I'm not sure what that... is in the background, but there's some audio. I don't know. But it was briefly mentioned that Deva was meant to possibly have Jason, do you have a video or something in the back? Um, oh yeah, you know what? I did. Oops. I'm sorry. That's on me, goddamn. I, sorry, I'm a little toasty, and I am going through it. I, I'm, I reprocessed the fact that I made a four-part TikTok saga about, uh, the campaign being Ilaria's family reunion. Yeah. That's what I unused to mention, was that, uh, a lot of people turned out to be related to Ilaria. That's like a thing. Did y'all ever talk about the uh, side quest? Well, before before we get too far from it, Leaf, you were making a point. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh. Sorry. It's okay. Um, I was gonna say, I feel like it was also mentioned that if Deva was potentially meant to die but didn't, it could have caused mm -hmm. like a butterfly effect. Yeah, like, I thought that was... Thank you for bringing that up. Because I thought that I had directly said that multiple times. And I thought sure you it... had, too, and I feel I... like no one responded. No, the... Yeah, because oh, I keep no, hearing no. people being like, I can't wait to figure out what the Nexus event means. No. And it's like... I have, no, I have butterflies. Yeah, I have it was but... Deva... Deva not dying was the Nexus event, basically. Yeah, yeah and I have... Mm -hmm. Like, that was have... what's started everything okay and, I, and yeah. I do have butterfly effect written down also under nexus event cool. like what is like what is the like when i think of butterfly effect I like the same the movie there was like a nexus point for ashton kutcher's point and it like him trying to get to that fixed point and trying to change shit like what, yeah like what did deva see in her point where now she's freaking the fuck out now this is like a fixed point in time for her like well like my worry is she gonna go back in time? Do something that's gonna fuck up that fight and fuck up all of our future, so she can like theoretically. Well, no, that's it. not. That's not. No, that's my Korg. That's board. not that's... what the nexus really means. Once again, that's okay. Part so... my, that's, a part, that's a part of my cork board. That's a part of my cork board. Mental cork. No, that's that's fine. But can I can I maybe clear up maybe a little bit confusion of what what I use maybe what I use the term nexus for, mm -hmm. where it's not it's not really like. It's not really that Deva was looking at like, oh, something is something is supposed to happen, or so, uh, like something is gonna happen, and it's not like something is gonna happen, and I have to figure out what it is to stop it. It's more like Deva knows something happened that fucks something up later, oh. but. She didn't know what was the cause of the Nexus event, which fucks something up later. And she was trying to prevent the Nexus event. And in every way that was possible for the Nexus event to not happen was of her was her death being involved. Like she wasn't sure how the Nexus event was related to her death, but she knew that if she doesn't that if she lives right she knew that if she lived that um the nexus event would happen okay i'm, I'm right now so that's like that might be the context that's a little bit like like getting <laughs> lost in translation because she's freaking out that she's alive she's not freaking out that the nexus event is like a like 
connected to her. She knows it is. She's freaking out that she lived and that somehow Solomon is dead because that was the other thing. She pretty much had the opposite effect of like Doctor Strange. Exactly. Like she knew that for Solomon to be defeated, she had to be dead. And the fact that you guys beat Solomon and saved her life is what's freaking her out because she's saying that's supposed to be a fixed point and that means we're the ones that caused the nexus so the thing that i thought that was the cause of it is not that so what the fuck does this mean i think we're beginning the mvps of the death of solomon would be dora and alaria yeah well in reality it was all of you but killing blow yeah they they are the real mvps all i did was just use the bu a bunch of rust arrows <laughs> and figured out how to use hex thanks to um Oz. and and it fucking came in clutch in all points my point is it's not i mean yeah like they they got the killing blows in and obviously that's awesome but to say mvp is to say like they're the ones that did the majority of everything i would really say that it was very even among all of you the reason why i say that for me mvp is it's i'm not gonna use kobe Bryant because he was he was always like a one-on-one -on -one player for me, MVP I feel is... like Dez is probably the most vexing player. <laughs> I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Dez is both both sniffing and huffing, uh, both like hopium and copium somehow. Mm. Yeah. Hopious amounts, hopious amount of copium. Like I was saying, my 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 version of what an MVP is, it's the fact that. I don't know what the fuck hex does, or what like what I can do to make the person I'm hexing should like what I should like um, have them have a disadvantage. Of. I just knew. I just gave them yeah. the advice. I was like, "Fine, awesome, let's do this." I'm, I said, "We said dexterity, it worked." Yeah, um, and I'm not surprised that you didn't know that because you're a brand new spellcaster. You didn't really have to deal with spells that much before. Right, like straight up. You only got that shit because you multiclassed into into like your sorcerer thing. Warlock. Warlock, sorry. But like literally like you didn't have any access to that before, so why would anybody expect you to know it? True. Um Jason, I feel the it was not only it was the the clutch moment that David came in, but then also those rolls. Like god damn. The dice was on their side that night and turned yeah, his head into a fucking disco ball. Did you look, did you like the hat on the hat of like, hey, meteor part two, but like this time more meteors? I didn't like that. I was talking to <laughs> <laughs> It's like this time not one meteor. This time uh like eight. <laughs> this that was Quantum, what were you gonna say about dice? Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I'm so glad that I made the switch from D and D Beyond Dice to actual dice. Uh, it's game changing, D &D, right? Yeah, D and D Beyond. Has yeah, it's honestly. My my, I I never use the D and D Beyond dice. I always use my physical dice, and I was actually using a new set of mini dice that night. Yeah, I just bought a brand uh, chess eggs. Uh, some dice from chess eggs. Yeah, classic Chessex dice. It's usually most people's first like real set. I haven't. I, I haven't. Say. 
bought a, I, I haven't bought a new set in months. I feel like, like I'm falling off. On my, on, <laughs> oh no! On my birthday, I bought some dice from Die Hard Dice, nice. and God damn it! This Die Hard this Rose Quartz. There's a monthly subscription. Oh, sorry. Go for it. I was gonna say I bought that metal die, that metal D20 from Die Hard Dice. I am in love with it. Nice. This this Rose Quartz is the one that decides most of your fates. In most situations. Ooh. I I have a set of Opalite dice that I plan to use when I DM my campaign. Nice. Oh my I, God. I feel like I now need to just Google like Steven Universe dice. Oh my God, that would be such a good <laughs> idea. Um, when we, when we, me and Christian was, when we started in the campaign, the first campaign, I stumbled onto Wormwood. Actually, no, Christian um, said, look at Wormwood. Yeah. That was a bad idea because I still cannot get out of my head. The that volcano obsidian black dye set. Right. There's shit. No, there's there's a volcano obsidian black dye with metallic um with metallic uh rainbow anodized numbers. Holy shit. And uh, I really fucking want it. Um, I was like I was like I saw that thing physically in a game store once and I was like, man, that's hundred and nine dollars. But Fuck that die! <laughs> like it's just—it's so beautiful. <laughs> I, I still blame like, you for that day. Worm it's like, next to next to the rose quartz, which is the most common one that I use for you guys. Um, like if if I feel like mixing it up, I'll use like a like a fake um, a fake bone, okay. just like a fake bleached bone one, and that's uh, plastic chessex that I really love. It feels really random on that one, and for most combat roll stuff, like uh, like most of the ability checks and everything, I roll with the rose. But um, most of all the combat against you guys with like enemies and everything is my uh, die die cast metal uh, frostmaiden d twenty, and that's the one that I use for for combat stuff. So it's like it, it's it doesn't matter which die you use, but it's like. I feel like over time, these are the three die that I use the most all the time in game with you guys. And for some reason, I just find myself gravitating to these three for different roles, like for different types of roles. Um, I don't know why, but it's like I, I've kind of weirdly started having my preferred ones for different, like specific things on my dice tray. <laughs> the something I wanted to ask, Lee, your introduction. Mirrors when Max uh, Max and first met Mouse, except for Mouse remembers Fayette. Mm -hmm. uh, how would <clears throat> how does it feel to be just like thrown like literally, <laughs> like similar to Mouse, just thrown right into the fire? Hey, I feel like I threw everyone into the fire when they all started. <laughs> I was not expecting to start playing that night, but it happened, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> the way that Chipotle. On the way to Chipotle. <laughs> that's my fault because legitimately, I thought that's what we. I thought that's what we had discussed the day before. So that's my fault because you I could almost misunderstood say there. you were like a Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> oh no! I love it. Because I was gonna say, my introduction was we wasn't thrown into fire. In my my introduction it was. 
me and former player over here arguing like why am we in the why are we in this fucking no capital fucking town and yeah. then telling me to like calm down and then the first thing i did was walk around the bar stealing people stealing from people and then go right up to a group of elves and just trying to get a like some like a general information of the town and they yeah. just they were them looking up and down at me and just walking off i was like well fuck you and they were like be here we got a table yeah, like, well, also because that was the first time any of us played D&D. &D. Yeah. <laughs> that was also the first time I ever DM'd. So I, uh, I I tried on that one, but yeah, I was also nervous as fuck. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't have names for these guys. Yeah, there's three elves. Um, they're making up, yeah, they're talking about different things. And uh, what are your questions? They don't know anything about that. You know what, they're going to get annoyed and walk away. <laughs> And I rolled with it, and I, and I rolled with it, and I was like, "Yo, we got a table in this crowded ass bar." Like, like straight up, that was a fully different mindset, Christian. But that was a oh my god! I hope I have answers for all the questions they have. <laughs> no, it was like it was just the fact that like we're in a crowded bar, we need a table. Let yeah, me, let me pick, I, let me pick on the first people I see. I really did start you guys off in the classic, like, you start in a tavern. Or just outside of a tavern. Yeah. Because, yeah oh my god. A classic, you all start in a tavern, though, will always hold a special place in my heart. I, That's how my very first D&D character and my very first D&D campaign was introduced. It's so, like... you're finally awake. <laughs> so, you're finally awake. Actually, technically... So, you're in this sketchy-ass tavern. <laughs> It, like, took everything in me not to play that little gif in, like, when you were telling Mouse to wake up. Oh, my God. You could have done it. Mm -hmm. I, like, just... Should have Next time, go with your instincts. Benny okay. always coming in with the fucking clutch gifts. <laughs> like, it's, it's always so on point. <laughs> that is, um, the second language I speak very well mm -hmm. is gif. Mm -hmm. I, I only minored in GIF. You guys always have, like, the most perfect GIFs for everything, and I sit there and I will search for, like, 30 minutes and never find anything that works. I think, I think my people... I do not know how y'all do it so well. It's it's how we communicate. Yeah. It's, it's Okay, I hate to say it, because it wasn't until someone pointed it out to me that I thought about it like that, because I didn't. I guess it's a millennial thing. Yeah. Oh, is that really what it is? Apparently... Okay. I don't think I'll... Uh, I know I do get I mean, a lot of millennial things. I don't know! I was I born in that weird cut. Mm. I remember but, like, that it was like a I viral tweet. There was a viral tweet about it, about how like millennials always respond in gifts, which I'm like, yeah, that's fair, but that's just because like... Like, I have the same... We had it. Like, it was here. Like, it was a, it was a language here. But it's also still very much in line with like the tiktok sounds people use for different situations like different thing you know it's like same language just like different font yeah i'll say the peak gif i ever use in all of our campaigns is during the jeremy and uh callie situation are you thirsty no <laughs> yeah yo yo but like jeremy that was that was some jeramussy all right that was that was peak. I think at any of and all of our... What was peak, Jeremy? Pardon? 
Uh, uh, just basically everything fighters. between Jeremy and Callie was peak Jeremusi. That's all it was. Ten so, and a half inches you're just of telling Jeremusi. me that Jeremy was playing absolute cunt. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, Callie was also serving up that Calamusi. Mm, mm, thanks, I hate it. Mm -hmm. uh, I fucked Delaria's granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Many times, and it was good, and we got ass. I was wondering, I was wondering when we was gonna stumble. I was wondering, get a screenshot out of this. Get a screenshot of this. Too bad he didn't show the emotional anger. Like beforehand. <laughs> it's almost as bad as when Maxin tried to fuck my brother. You know, oh. no, it's worse because you actually fucked my grandpa. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Which one are you more removed from, your brother or your grandfather? You never met. I mean, I mean, but you have the gun that he made, and like you know that like our gay love is literally magically entwined with that physical gun, like. Yeah. And then also knowing that I was literally disowned from the family for being gay. Yeah, like, like your grandfather probably would have loved you. <laughs> like, straight up. Exactly. I'm just saying, you know, you might have some um, horrible flashbacks every time you cock the weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful when you polish that uh, barrel. <laughs> Up. I'm never using it again. You know, I think that's a good way to end the Never. Episode. The gun's getting shelved after this. I literally... <laughs> no, I have so many other it's guns. okay. You always have a violin. That's a great tool, but that also has the soul of your dead wife in it. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't think we could continue on after that. Uh, I literally... I got away with pretty much... I, I never used the actual, like, ability of that violin. Like, that's specific to the instrument. I never used it in yep. Campaign 2. Yep. Uh, Specifically to avoid summoning my dead wife. Yeah. It wouldn't have summoned her. It would have just been, you know, I, her spirit. I mean, yeah, but, you know... Oh, man. Um, yo, like, okay, on this, like, not Jason, because I don't think Jason would care. But how, mu how mad would Alaria be? If Dora was like respectfully, your dead wife could still get it. Um, she'd agree with you. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghosts. She'd be like, I know I'm lucky, aren't I? Good, ideal, good. Desi, for the love of God, end it. <laughs> huh? Oh, did you already end it? No. They have Jason put us out of our misery with their weapon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because I, I got a motherfucking SoundCloud. You know, it used to go way to end it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Benny really knocked it out of the park with that. Um, there was no way we could continue on with that absolute banger of a home run. <laughs> Thank you to everyone being on this episode. This oh my god, this episode is now. Thanks everybody for being here. Follow us on our social medias. Link below. Thank you for all the multiple guests that we've had today, and thank you for Broken all the everyone. And we will see you next week. Peace out, everybody. And remember, you. if you remember, if you like the intro and outro, denisetakes.com. Oh my god.